Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. everybody thank you for joining me my name is Bradley Shaw and tonight I'm talking to our new children's author Will Braid author of Murray and the Seagull good evening Will how are you good Bradley how are you mate I'm fantastic thank you and uh, it's a great to see you and uh, tell us everyone watching too what is uh, Murray and the Seagull all about I know so Murray and the Seagull came about um, because we had a budgie named Murray oddly enough and he escaped and to try and placate the kids and make them happy again we wrote um, a series of books and Murray and the Seagull is the first of those. Oh fantastic, so a series of books, so you actually evolved it into quite a quite a story, quite a series yeah. of adventures. Yeah, so I started with one and that became two and the problem I had is I named the first one uh, Jensen the Seagull um, is the character in the first one, that's named after my youngest son. So I thought <laughs> oh I can't leave the other two out so I wrote another couple. Okay. And then my sister-in-law sort of suggested that I write one about her son. And it just snowballed from there. So all the characters in the 10-book series are named after people we know, kids we oh, know. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hope you've got a disclaimer sign from them as well. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. use their names. But, yeah, yeah um, pretty much. How was their feedback for that, for them, you know, getting the impression of themselves as seagulls and budgies <laughs> and everything else? It was, it was interesting. It was the, the ultimate beta test, I suppose, is to have your book read by your kids. And my kids are pretty brutal. If they think it's no good, they'll tell me it's no good. Like the same <laughs> way they do, the same way they do with all my dad jokes, I suppose. They'll tell me they're no good and they'll move move on. But they were really happy and really enjoyed it. So um, that sort of gave me the encouragement to keep going. Good, good. And what was that stepping stone that, that that put it into publication? What was the thing that led you? Like you obviously wrote them for a bit of an internal family story and mm. laugh, but then you've obviously looked at them more seriously. What, what? made you think that they were they were at that capacity and that, that yeah. old interesting question i suppose the i looked at them and thought geez there might be something in these and, and i've always wanted to write a book of some sort but had no um inkling inclination talent any of those sort of cool things you need to write a book <laughs> so i um yeah i put these ones together and i sent them to a couple of mates who've got young kids and the, they came back saying their kids really loved them i thought oh, i might be onto something here and then I don't know, it seems really silly, but I was in you know, one of the department stores and saw Grug on the shelf and Harry McClary and all these sort of ones. I thought, wouldn't it be cool if my book sat next to Grug on a shelf? <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing? I, I thought, well, let's have a crack. So I had a, um, had a bit of a dig through a couple of publishers and, and you know, got roundly rejected. And that yep. was fine because J.K. Rowling got rejected 206 times. <laughs> and then, yeah, found Shoreline. Well, good, good. I'm glad we uh, we came to the party. It's been a pleasure too. Um, so, tell me, just out of your impression, how as a first time author have you found the publishing process, the collaboration process, the design process? What what have you found most um, either challenging or most enjoyable? Please uh, give me some yeah. contrast. 
So in terms of the, the publishing process, I just find the whole thing fascinating. Like as a new person to it, it's a case of what can I learn here? And, and I've learned so much about, you know, the design process and the illustration process and the illustrator I've used, MK Pairing, has been fantastic. And she's brought the book to life and I feel like I'm playing a small part, which is great. And <laughs> I suppose it's a bit like, um, for me, the publishing process and working through Shoreline Playtime Books, um, MK Pairing and the distributors and the like, it's like being the the back pocket in a football team. Now you, <laughs> you, you might only contribute 15 kicks a game, but if you win by 10 goals, then yay. <laughs> yeah, everyone wins. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Well, that's good, that's good. And um, you were happy, of course, with the artwork, which is fantastic. It's a, it's a beautiful oh, design. Yeah. Was it? The book just long. comes up. It, it yeah. was just amazing. Like we, um, <laughs> we, we were blown away when we first saw Murray come to life through the artwork. It was just, good. it was phenomenal. I, I nearly felt, I said to my wife, Sarah, um, you know, this is just one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It nearly made me cry when I first saw it. It was just so brilliant. And I thought, this is just, oh, I couldn't believe anything like that could happen to my little book. Good. No, she's got some good talent. And, um, the story was good too, and it gave her inspiration. I mean, I think, was it was it intentional that you really put those subliminal learnings within the story? Like the way Murray and the seagull deal with the sea? Yeah, not really. Um, it was just something that happened. Yeah. And, and it's funny you should mention it because as I've gone back and read the other books in the series, they've mm. all got little messages in them. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was totally unintentional. So there's one later on in the series where Murray helps an emu learn how to run, for example. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, that friendship and kindness and helping out sort of thing happens again. And, and the whole 10 really come back to Murray being a helpful little bird. Yeah. And so there's the, you know, the message of kindness and helpful and, and inclusiveness that, that you know comes through that w- yeah. was a total accident and a complete byproduct. No, well, that's good. I mean, but it is. It's an important message, and kids need to understand little things like that. When they read mm. stories, they need to be fun, but they need to have something that just engages kids. And subconsciously, you can really teach them a lot through children's books. And yeah, you did that really well, even though you didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, and I've made this point before talking to my well, when my kids are going through school and learning to read, they'll bring the book home from school and says, the bowl is red. Yeah. And the kids go, this is just, you know, I'm not interested <laughs> in this. <laughs> it's boring. Yeah, it's, it. it's, yeah, it's boring. a challenge. They don't want to read those books. They want to read books about fun things, like whether it's yeah. a budgie and a seagull or whether it's a, a game of cricket or a Viking or a pirate or something like that. That's what they want to read and get involved in that sort of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like they want to talk, they want to read about, you know, pop-offs and stuff that are funny. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. But still learning without realising they are learning. And that's what schools and, and places look for now. And that's the trick of being a good children's writer. And as you said, um, you did it accidentally. And as, as a publisher, I think I should recommend to you going forward, any more interviews you do, you should really brag on the fact that that's an intentional <laughs> part of your writing skill. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I studied yeah. Uh, yeah, six years at uni and... Yeah, psychology is your major Psychology degree course. and yeah. Yeah, all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, don't undermine yourself. No, it's good. But um, no, it is. It's a really natural, friendly story and really fun. Um, I think a lot of kids and even parents are going to get something, you know, enjoyable out of the book. So I'm really proud of what you've achieved and what you've, how we've helped and I'm really happy with everything. Yeah, so, I hope so. It's, um, it's, it's really cool. Like, it's, There's got to be something in it for the parents as well and I don't yeah. want to give the ending of the book away because it's got a, a wicked little plot twist after about 16 pages <laughs> which is just <laughs> the highlight of my you know, 10 books, I reckon. It's, it's why we chose this first. Yeah, yeah, um, good. But, you know, it's got a little thing for the parents and the parents are going to go, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, seen that. 
<laughs> so that's the other thing too. Like parents also, a lot of parents do like to, well, want to write children's books. We get a lot of submissions and such. And, and do you have any advice for parents or, or people even you know, looking to write children's books? What would, what would you, having what you've learned, what would you tell them now? Yeah, there's a couple of keys. The first key is fun. Like it's got to be fun and, and you've got to enjoy the writing process. But I suppose the biggest key to me is the only thing holding you back is yourself in that regard. So if you want to write a children's book, you might not be able to illustrate it, you might not be able to design it, uh, you might yeah. think you've got no talent at all, but if you want to do it, you'll do it. Yeah. And that's what yeah. it's all about, you know, get out there and take yourself out of your comfort zone because 100% of people who haven't improved are living in their comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Have you uh, had much feedback yet from the book? And people yeah. come back to you, what have they said? Must be yeah. feedback. The, the best feedback I got was I took the series into my 10-year-old daughter's class. Oh. And, re- and read them to the class as a bit of a beta test. Yeah. And the kids were laughing and giggling and asking questions about the writing process, which was quite quite interesting because they're saying, how did you write it? How do you find words that rhyme? You know, things like that. <laughs> yeah, yep. These questions for these kids was amazing and, and they were mm. so engaged and happy and the the one of the grade one teachers saw that these kids were happy in grade three and four, so that she invited yeah. me to that class on the same day. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, and it's know, important that, that, you, that you're key audience, you know. That is, that is. Yeah. And, um, and that, that sort of grade one, two cohort where they're just learning to read and they're still, you know, working out sounds and phonetics and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. They're, they're, they're practicing and they're, they want to learn and they're, they're yeah. little sponges. So to have those kids engaged and happy was a, a real, you know, shot in the arm. Yeah, good, good. And and just out of curiosity, when, when you were a young tacker, what was your children's book what was your stories that you remember oh, recall geez. um I, I was very much a grug fan <laughs> um, i loved grug i still love grug <laughs> grug is grug um but i, I was i was grug harry mcclary and and mem fox and pamela allen books mem were fox. quite popular my, my mum's maiden name is allen so pamela allen books were quite um quite popular oh, at my yeah. place um just a quick one too just everybody watching if i can uh please um grab a copy of will Braid's new book uh, murray the seagull it's available through all bookstores and everywhere online the books are sold um, as of november so we do ask you to go into your local bookstores where possible because you can help support those local businesses and that's really important for our industries as well um but yeah um everybody just grab a copy of that book that'd be great and will um thank you for um your time tonight yeah, no worries at all. Helping us uh, understand the the mindset of a talented children's books author, and there's plenty more to come by the sounds of it, which is exciting. Yep, in the pipeline, <laughs> which is which is good. I, I can't wait. This whole process has been amazing. Whether it's been the, the writing, designing, marketing, marketing has been so much fun. We've been on a virtual tour of Australia <laughs> on the laptop. Um, it, it's just been great. I, I, I love it, and I'd recommend it to anybody who wanted to have a go at writing a book and, and just see how you go. And good. And while we're here, if I can ask, what was mm. you, you mentioned it earlier, but what was that main ambition you have for this book? Ah, so the main ambition I've got for this book is um, if one kid reads it, that's a result. Uh, <laughs> that's the main ambition. Um, yep. And, and that comes about from, I've got this philosophy for a long time. Um, a book read is a story shared. Definitely. And, and that, that's that's where it comes from so i mean i'd like to sell yeah a million books all over the world and you know have it read by princess mary in denmark and yeah all these fun things um but yeah just to have one book sold would be would be a marvelous thing you know that, that one kid can go home and read this book and enjoy the book and you never know might read it twice 
That's right. That's right. But if I recall, you did say, I think it was an Australian icon you were hoping would read the, or you'd be able to read this book to them. And uh, I think he's a teddy somewhere on something. Oh, was, yes. That thing you yes. mentioned. You said, oh. you said you'd love to, you'd love yeah, to that, have this book. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I reach for the stars and dream pretty big sometimes. But one of my... Put it out there. Put it out there. See what I've happens. Had this, I've had this uh, theory since I was a kid that if you guess program rage, you've made it. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell True. you what, if, right. but I tell you what, if I can read my story to Big Ted on Play School, that's him. Happy days. There we happy go, days. everybody. Everybody watching, if you have any connections to Big Ted on Play School, we've got a yes. goal. We want to get the book read to Big Ted. Yeah, we've got to so get it read to Big Ted. Any help is welcome. <laughs> I, can, I can see you smile already. Like it, it would just be just be brilliant to be able to go on Play School and read my book on Play School and, and engage with you know, kids all over Australia in one big oh, love thing. It. Look at all these kids look at my book. It's fantastic. And you know, they're learning and they're reading right. and they're taking it in and having a giggle as well. So yeah. that, that'd be the well, case. I think, I, think, I think Big Ted is the Oprah Winfrey of children's books, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Big, <laughs> definitely. I mean, a huge fish in the scene. Like, I, right. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Humpty, Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty's pretty big, but Big Ted is... Um, big Ted's the one. <laughs> anyway, Will, it's great talking to you. Thank you so much again for your time. It's been great. And everybody watching, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, and we look forward to, uh, yeah, bigger and better things coming from Will Braid in the future. And um, everyone stay healthy and stay well during this time. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.